Hey, this morning I've been asked to speak about the importance of community and the importance of staying connected. And you know, church, being followers of Jesus is not about just turning up on a Sunday morning. It's about doing life together Monday to Sunday. You know, all week long that we're called to actually work together and stay connected. It's ironic that our church is now called Connect Church, but I think God's trying to say something. I think He's trying to say, my people need to be connected. My people, if they want to see my blessing, need to live in unity. They need to live in community. And so I want to stir you up this morning. I want to remind you of the importance that we need each other. And and I've titled this message this morning, that we are better We're better when we're together. We are better when we're together. You know, we were not designed by God to live in isolation. We were designed to live as a family. And if you're here, we're here because of one main thing. And, I, and you know, as I was looking at this message and, and going, God, what do you want to say? He kept saying, he kept coming back. Yeah, there's lots of stuff in the Bible that talks about that we should live together. But I just couldn't get past the main thing, the reason why we're all here. And that's because of him. That's because of Jesus. He is the main connector. Without him, we don't have a connection. We're all here because He touched our lives and connected us to Him. And it's amazing, the friends. You know, I came from drug addiction. And man, I came from a world, I came in here as a, as a nobody. And yet God's connected me with people that I never would have been friends with. He's connected me in such a way that now I call them brothers, I call them sisters, I, I call them family. And this is what it's about. It's about being part of God's family. It's not about us just living our own little lives and focusing just on us and just focusing on the blessing for us. It's about us all sharing and being others focused. That's the gospel. It's about releasing and blessing what you carry, you give to others so that it'll build them up, so that it'll encourage them, so that we can all fly further in Him. Amen, church. So I want to take you to just a scripture this morning, and we're going to start there. We're going to look at a few, but if you've got your Bibles with you, I'd love you to turn to the book of John. And this is one of the Gospels, and John was one of the disciples. He was the one that he claimed to be the one that loved Jesus the most and that Jesus loved the most. He He called him beloved in later books. That he's my beloved. But um, here this morning, I want to just read in, in chapter 15 of the book of John and, and verse 1. It says, I am the true vine. This is Jesus speaking. My father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean. You are already clean if you're in Jesus. There is no condemnation in Jesus. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, it says. You are the branches. 
He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. I want to remind us this morning that Jesus is our source. We can do nothing without him. You know, the thing is, is that we're not naturally, there'll be people that come into church that we're not naturally drawn to, but it's the love of God through us that we can connect with them. Amen. There's going to be times where, where there's going to be people that will, that will really tick us off and offend us, but it's going to be that source, that connection to Jesus that's going to allow us to forgive and to reconnect and to, and to really love them. You know, it says that Jesus, He's the vine, and that we're to abide in Him. Then it talks about our Heavenly Father is the vine dresser, and the vine dresser's job is to, is to prune and to cultivate the vine. That means that His job is to, is to shape us and to mold us, to take those things out of our lives and, and to add so that we would be the best that we can be. We're, we are called to produce fruit. Are you with me? God's desire is that we would all produce fruit, that we wouldn't be people that would just be about our lives, but we would be about the body of Christ. We would be about the family, but we've got to stay connected to Jesus. I remember when I was a youth pastor, I can say that now, that <laughs> season closed, but I remember, you know, just hanging out in, in early days of ministry, and, and there, were, there were kids that man would just hate on you. They'd just hate on you. No matter what, you could believe the best for them. You'd just be like, man, fire out. God's got a plan for your life. I don't care. I just want to, man, I don't even like you. They'd just, man, they'd just pour out this stuff and, and it would really hurt your heart. Some Friday nights you'd go home and you'd be like, man, I don't think I can do this anymore. I don't think I want to do this anymore. But I tell you what, when you're connected to the source, when you're connected to Him, He provides you with everything that you need so that you can be a vessel to pour out so that you can love again. It's a word for someone here. It's time to love again. It's time to love again. It's time to forgive. It's time to let go because God is bringing about restoration in your family. But it's time that you reconnect with your Jesus. And love again. We can't do it without him. He's the connector. He's the main connector. And in order for us to be an extension of him and connect with others, we've got to stay connected to him. We can't love without him. We can't forgive those that have hurt us without his love in us and knowing how much he's forgiven us. Amen. So if Jesus is our main connector and he's all we need, then what's the purpose for these connect groups? If, he's, if it's just me and Jesus, we're good, right? We're good. Do I really need to hang out with anyone else? I mean, I've got my Christian TV, I've got my YouTube stuff going on, Todd White, whoever else. Man, that's enough, isn't it? But it says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 to 25, no, it's not. It says, and let us consider one another in order to stir up love 
and good works, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting, encouraging one another. And so much more as you see the day approaching. I think the scripture nails it on the head that, man, we need each other. The author of Hebrews was saying, man, he was speaking to Christians specifically because at that time they had been saved out of Judaism and, and there were false teachers that were coming in and going, oh, nah, I think uh, uh, they started to put pressure on them and they wanted to co- coerce them back into their old beliefs. But he's saying, no, don't give up meeting together. You guys need each other. If you're not encouraging each other, man, there's enough people out, outside of these walls that are going to hate on you. There's enough people that are going to say, man, your Jesus can't do anything. Man, your God, who is he? Man, we need to stick together. We need to encourage each other. We are in a war. And if we are not charging each other, if we are not encouraging each other, if we are not telling each other, man, you know, God's got this. He's got a plan for your life. Don't worry about that. Man, greater is he that's in you than he is in in the world. Man, I can't even keep up with my words. (laughs) But you know, these connect groups, what I love about them is that it's a midway point in your week where you get together with people of common, the, the great thing about this new design is it's common interest. Like, it's not just about the word, the word's great, but you know, how many know that we do other things in life and, and God doesn't just move in this stuff, he moves in all areas of our lives. You know, God's, God loves sport, he loves all of these things, he wants us to enjoy our lives. So we're gonna have all sorts of, all sorts of connect groups where we can invite people in and just do life with. I want to ask you this morning, who are those people that you've got on speed dial that you can call when crisis hits? Who are those people? Do you have them in your life? Have you created the relationships with those people that, man, you can call them no matter what, that there are no masks in that relationship, that you are connected with them? That they will just come and they will just sit and they've got the authority. You've allowed them to be able to speak into your life to be able to speak truth when you're not seeing truth. Because sometimes we can get blinded. Sometimes our perspective can get a bit slanted. Who are those people? You need them. I remember a couple of, it's a couple of years now ago, um, I was doing a fundraiser to, uh, to go to India. My wife, she, I didn't know it at the time, but she's a bit of a marketing guru. So she came up with this idea that, well, she was going to make challenges and then she was going to get people to donate money towards the challenge. And when we hit that mark, then I'd go do it. So I did like crazy stuff like going to pack and save and singing the national anthem, dressed up. But then she said, hey, we're going (laughs) to... Mate, it was not good, but hey, we did it. God was glorified. But then she came up with this other idea that I'd walk to Levinenbach from Wartaki. But not just that, but then people were allowed to choose the costume <laughs> that I'd be dressed in. So people were saying all sorts of, oh, I should go as Iron Man. He should go as uh, a fairy. <laughs> and I knew God had a sense of humor. So all the things went into the hat. And sure enough, it came out. I was to go as a fairy. <laughs> but the thing is, I was planning to walk that by myself. I was like, oh, man, oh, I'll just do that, you know. It'll be sweet as, I don't really need anyone. Well, my wife's going around 
starting to talk to people and get them on board. Oh, you reckon you'd be keen to walk with Spencer? Oh, you know, one way, one way. <laughs> She's a bit of a sales. Oh, just one way. Would you walk just to live in? You don't have to walk back, but just one way. Anyway, I, I, I get wind of this and I'm like, baby, I, I don't need anyone to walk with me. I, I, I'm sweet. I've got this. And that might just be a guy thing, but I think it might just be a pride thing too. But you know, mate, I walked that walk and Ian, mate, he, he, was, he was amazing. I mean, he said, man, you walk at your speed and I'll just cruise along. We got there at record speed. We actually did. I don't know how it happened. We flew. We flew. We flew. I think he wanted to keep a bit of distance because at the end of it, he goes, man, I've got such a headache. He goes, man, there were so many people tooting. It was like every car, every car. They didn't know whether I was uh, walking for equality or if I was, uh, <laughs> or if it was a stag do or I don't know what it was. Mate, I'll tell you what, man, looking at guys, they just didn't even know where to look. They were like... The things you do for Jesus. But the thing that I learned is that I, this is what I learned. Walking alone can be pretty hard. But you know what the amazing thing that I learned of having Ian there walking with me? He was tracing how fast, how many, like the time I was traveling at the K's, he came up to me and he goes, hey, Spence, I just want to check, man, you are going at a rocketing speed. He goes, man, I just want to check. You've got a long way to go, man. Are you sure? Are you sure that you can sustain this? You know, have you eaten? Are your fluids up? He was reminding me of things that sometimes when we're so focused, we're so focused on where God is taking us. We're so focused that we forget. We forget about these things. We need others to come in and start speaking and going, those blind spots that we have in our lives. And if we ain't connected, man, we're going to have no one to come in and go, man, you know what? Man, you need to watch out here. You need to watch out here. I'm seeing this. Because so often when we're in it, we can't see it. But someone looking in goes, man, there it is. That's the, that's the point that we need to watch right there. Because we have an enemy. We have an enemy. And he wants us to get disconnected. Because when we get disconnected, then he can come in and start spinning his lies. He can come in and start telling us all the things that, mate, that he's got planned and say, oh, that could never work. Mate, you, you're not going to make it. What, you think you can run that race? You think you can do that? You think you can take that town? You think you can see your workplace one for Jesus? Yeah, right, mate, whatever. See, alone, mate, we can, that, that can come in. But when we're standing together, we are strong. We are better when we're together. We're not good when we're alone. Because the longer we're alone, the colder and more disconnected we become. And we don't want to be sitting there one day in front of Shine TV watching that and not actually living in community. And having no one speaking truth into our lives. It says in 1 Peter verse 5 to 8, it says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He's watching. He's always watching. And if you watched Animal Planet, all those, you know, 
you look at how, how a lion will go after its prey or, or one of those cats will go after its prey. When the herd comes, all the ones together, it can't get in. But what it looks for, it looks for weakness. And it looks for the one that's starting to wander. It looks for that one and it goes, that's my target. That's what Satan does. And slowly he'll begin to do that to the body of Christ. He'll get the ones that are on the fringe. It's time to come in. It's time to come home. No longer stay on the fringe. It's time to come in and get connected. Because Jesus has connected you. Why? So that you could be connected to the family that he's given you. Not so that you could walk alone. We need others for that godly perspective, that godly counsel. We can't do this alone. I don't care who you are and how strong your walk is. If you haven't got others standing with you, man, there's going to become a time where you're just not strong enough. You know, not even Moses could hold up his own hands. He needed people. And man, I don't know if there's anyone as holy as Moses in this room. And if you are, man, I'd love to meet you. Lay hands on me afterwards. But we all need people that will hold up our hands, that will, that will get around us when, man, when things are not going well, when we're walking through one of those storms. And the only reason storms come is to test us and to forge us so that we would be stronger and so that we can walk into what God's got for us because He's growing our capacity. But what for? So that we can pour it into others. It's always about others. The gospel is others focused. Always. It's not about receiving, it's about giving. Jesus gave. I love this quote from uh, Pastor Carl Lentz. He says this he says, with his walk, he says, man, if I was to stop running, if I was to ever fall, he says, man, it'd be actually, I've set it up so it would be impossible. Because I've got that many people that I'm connected to that I would have to lie to so many people in order to fall. We've got to surround ourselves with those people that we've invited in. I'm repeating it again because it's important. We've got to surround ourselves with those people that, man, they will ring us. They will know. They're praying for us. They're believing with us. And that all comes from those connect groups because we go deeper into relationship. Church is not for superficial levels of just doing things with masks on, trying to show everyone how good we are. Man, we came here because we needed a saviour. We didn't come here because we wanted to tell everyone how well we were. We came here because we were sick. I don't know about you, but that's why I came here. I can't stress it enough. Sometimes we've got to allow those people into our world, you know. Sometimes it's about pulling down the pride and going, you know what, I could probably learn some things from some people. You know, but it actually starts with us initiating it. It's, a, we've actually, it's hard work. It's not just going to come to us. It's like our relationship with God. It just doesn't come to us. We've actually got to gotta work at it. I want to turn to the book of Acts. and I, I love the picture that it paints for us. This is the early church. This is when they had received the Holy Spirit and things started to get crazy. There were, there were, mate, there were people coming in droves. Into, and, and Jesus was just doing an amazing thing through his disciples. And in chapter 4, it says in verse 32 to 35, Now the multitude of those 
who believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own, but they held all things in common. And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Nor was there anyone who lacked, for all were possessors of, for all who were possessors of lands or houses sold them, and they brought the proceeds of the things that were sold, and they laid them at the apostles' feet. They distributed to each as anyone had need. I look at that and I, and I see a picture of how God is actually, I think, in coming times that we've actually slipped away. We've slipped away. We've, we've begun to, you know, tack God onto things. And He wants us to be of one heart and one soul and one mind. That's His desire. And as we're connected to Him, that flows out of us. But the thing is, is if we're not connected to Him, then it becomes very hard for us to be like that. Very hard. See, our job is to build one another up. And we look at that and we go, man, wow, look at the unity that they lived in. And look what it actually did. It said that great power was upon the apostles. Look at the people. Because of that unity, it says in Psalm 133 that God commands a blessing upon. And, and the apostles were able to do great things because of the unity of the people. When we're unified and connected Man, it just releases a blessing that actually allows the leadership and everyone to move all as one unit. You look at the All Blacks. I mean, the All Blacks are so good, not because mate, they've got amazing players, but it's not because, you know, when Dan Carter was playing, because he was the sole one and they won every game because of him. No, no, the motto of their team was it's always reminding themselves of the big picture. It's, it's a team. We are all in this together. It's not one player that makes it all happen. It's not one player that makes the church grow. It's all of us working together, staying connected, encouraging each other, being unified. And what does that say to the world? What does that say to the ones that don't know Jesus? When they look at the church, they go, wow. They can see Jesus in it. They can see the love of God. We don't, uh, you know, we'd have to do less preaching because they would actually just see it outworking. They would see it rippling through the community. That when they spoke to one, it was like speaking to all because there was just a oneness throughout. Connect Church, it's time that we regathered. It's time that we actually reminded ourselves that, man, we're connected because of Jesus. And that we are of one heart. It's because of Him that we're in this room. We are of one mind because of Jesus. We're of one spirit because of Jesus. It's not about us. It's about others. We can't miss this. And then the byproduct of, of this relationship and this connectedness is that no one would lack anything. Do you see the move of God? It wasn't like the apostles went to the, went, went to the multitude and said, look, now um, we're, we're needing money. We've got these needs. You guys need to start selling your property. No, it was because that connectedness to, to Jesus that they started to urge, and it was their love to see others flourish, and it was their love to see that no one would miss out, 
Because that's the heart of God. That's the gospel that no one would miss out, that all would live in abundance. And I'm not saying right now that you need to go sell your house and do all that. But I tell you what, when a move of God happens, when a move of God like that happens and the multi share and it started adding every day, if there was 3,000 added, man, we'd have to start looking at stuff. <laughs> You'd have to start looking. If a revival broke out in this town, which is going to, we'd have to, and God's preparing our hearts for that, is that it's not ours. All the possessions that we have are not ours, and we need to actually realize whose they are. It's God that owns everything. It's just how much of it are we prepared to actually sow into His kingdom? But if we're not connected to Him, and I'm just wondering if the worship team can come early. If we're not connected to Jesus, then we'll lose focus and lose sight of what he's actually doing. And so when people are, man, when people are rocking us up and, we're, and things aren't going well, that disconnection, we start to sever ties in our lives and we go, you know what, man? Hey, they don't actually love us, man. They don't. Oh, man, actually, I might go find another church. I might do this. We've got to realize that we're family. I don't know about your guys' family. My family's got dysfunction. But you know, we're family. We're family where we stick together in this. We work through things. We stay connected. Why? Because of who Jesus and what he did in our lives. I want to take it back to Jesus right now. Because without him, We can't do any of this. If we're not abiding in Him, then it's not going to work. If we're not connected to the main source, then we run dry. He's a river that flows. And we've got to stop being lakes that hold everything. We've actually got to be the one that can funnel it out. And He gave it all. And as followers of Jesus... We've got to be prepared to give it all. And give it all by loving those that, man, we're just like, man, I don't know if I can love them. Well, man, hey, we can love them because He loved us first. And there's a whole community outside of the church that needs to know that love. But you know what? We've got to love each other first because it's out of that. We we get to practice here. Hey, we get to practice here. Because uh, we don't want them coming in here and then, mate, it's not even what we said it was. You know, but we get to practice to love people. Not because, man, not because some people, you know, oh, I, don't, I don't know how to say this. Some people are going to tick you off, some people, but we still got to love them. And we're called to connect with all people.